Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Trey, I'm anxious to hear your report today because you had such a glowing report the other day that practice was, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say unbelievable, but based upon the fact that, you know, these kids, at least the NCAA has relaxed it where they can do some walkthroughs. But for Mm -hmm. the very first practice, that was extraordinary execution for practice number one that you could have ever dreamed yeah. or expected. So what about today? Yeah, I thought it was more of the same. I thought they came out and looked pretty crisp. I mean, again, what for those who didn't hear anything that I said yesterday, what stands out to me aside from the size, overall size of the team right now, uh, is just how they got out there and just, I mean, it was just like they hadn't missed a beat, like they'd been practicing for months. And so I thought that was uh, – that's usually a good sign. You know, it looks like everybody's done their homework. And you mentioned, you know, some of the walkthrough stuff that they've been able to do that they used to not be able to do. That, that's probably uh, helped a lot. Uh, some interesting news today on Marcus Miller. As it was explained to me, he's still part of the team, but right now he's not with the team. So I'm sure he's dealing with something uh, probably unrelated to football right now. But they, they do expect him back eventually, but not with, not with the team right now. Um, Dalton Wagner was there early in the early part of the day. I did not see him after a little bit. They went out to the team, and uh, Takiyas Crawford was working with both the first team and the second team on the offensive line, um, working a uh, mile slusher a little bit at nickel today. And I think they're just kind of mixing that up. You know, they've got their field safety, boundary safety, middle safety, and, you know, just trying different people. Uh, I think Latavius Brini was over at the boundary today uh where i think maybe he was on the on the field yesterday so you know they're just mixing some guys up and you know here and there i think they obviously want all of those defensive backs to know every position because you know the way it was explained last year is that basically you could you could be doing any of those positions you know it was impossible to get any clarification on who was a boundary safety who was a who was a field safety who was a middle safety who was a nickel all that stuff last year because uh you know the they, they just kind of seemed um, interchangeable depending on, on what the offense lined up like. Uh, Jaden Hazelwood went down with uh, a shoulder issue on a, on a deep pass, uh, but popped back up and uh, they were working on him. And uh, it looked kind of scary at first. He was, he was in a little bit of pain, but he put his helmet back on it and got back out there. So that was, it was a bit of concern because he was, uh, he, he definitely hurt himself, but um Hopefully it's not too serious. I thought one of the best uh, matchups of the day was Hazelwood against Jalen Catalan in one-on-ones. Catalan got the best of him. Uh, it was extremely physical. It probably could have been a pass interference call. Uh, they get pretty physical in those one-on-ones. But uh, uh, Hazelwood had a couple of nice catches today, and uh, so did uh, so did Bryce Stevens. I thought he had some nice catches today, uh, but nothing too dramatic uh, in terms of you know, who was starting and, and who was going out there first and second and all that kind of stuff. And uh, pretty much the same guys missing. Uh, I'll say uh, I did not see James Joyner yesterday. I did see him today. Um, 
he is bigger than I remember. He's like almost as big as Rocket Sanders, you know. Uh, and I'd also mentioned yesterday that Rashad DeBinion was about, and I'd seen him from kind of far away. I, I kind of said he's probably about the same size as T.J. Hammonds, but I, I think he's actually bigger than T.J. Hammonds was. Um, so, uh, just a few observations. I'm just leaving practice now. We've got a Zoom with, uh, I think it's, I believe it's Stromberg and KJ and Poole and uh, Jalen Catalan, I believe, are the, the players that we're going to get today at about 6 o'clock. So uh, they should be wrapping up here uh, in just a second. Trey, have you been able to get a sample size of how well that Malik Hornsby is throwing the football? We have no yeah. doubt he can run the football but it was quite obvious the passing game, he needed to work on that extensively. Have you had a chance to get a good look at him throwing the football so far? I'm glad you mentioned him. Like I said, I don't have my notes out in front of me right now, but uh, Malik was not there today. He actually has the flu, I'm told. So uh, he'll he'll be missing uh, a, a few days. But uh, probably, I, I would guess he won't be back till. Uh, after spring break, actually. So, but yesterday, you know, Malik uh, has a lot of velocity, and I don't, I don't think that accuracy is necessarily a, a problem with him, so much as not knowing where he needs to go with the ball. I think, I think that's kind of been a bigger hangup for him. But velocity, I mean, he's got a really, really strong arm. Um, so once, once all that starts clicking for him, uh, then I, he could be a really good player. But everybody seems to want to move him to wide receiver. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the answer right now for Malik Hornsby. I say, you know, keep working on him, and once that light bulb comes on, then you could have a really, really good player with his running ability. I hope the flu doesn't take weight off of that young man. He needs every pound uh, yep. that, can stick, <laughs> that can stick to those bones right now. Uh, let's check in with Kurt. Kurt, got him. That's right. That's a Trey Biddy first call. Oh, my gosh. I cannot <laughs> believe it happened. I was so confident because it actually had on the screen. Never mind. Uh, David, are you there? David, do you have a question hey. or comment for Trey? Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear yes, me sir. Okay? Yes, sir. Okay. See, we're just kind of talking what I'm about to talk about, but here we go. I haven't paid any attention to Razorback football since January 2nd when I found out that Malik Hornsby was entering the transfer portal. The last I remember Sam Pittman saying about the transfer portal is if you enter the transfer portal, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you know, when you leave. So that's, you know, that's the last I remember. Then out of the blue, I'm seeing Malik Hornsby throw passes. So when did he re-enter and come back? How did that whole process happen? And uh, I'll hang up and, and listen to y'all. Great show. Thank you, David. Yeah. It, well, he definitely seems to have changed his philosophy on that. I mean, uh, this day and age, it just seems like everybody is a scare to enter the transfer portal. Uh, Jalen St. John was the same way. Jalen St. John yeah. entered the portal. He was gone for about two days, I guess, before he came back out of it. It looks great, by the way. He's, I, I'd love to put Jalen St. John next to himself two years ago and see how much different he looks. Um but he'd yeah, be beside uh, himself. <laughs> he would be. Uh, but with uh, with Malik, I, I don't recall exactly how it happened. But his entrance into the portal was very unceremonious. It was, you know, usually people they've got a graphic put together. You know, it's all typed out, nice and neat, and 
um, you know, says, please respect my decision. I'll be entering the transfer portal. You can talk about how much he loves it and everything. And then, you know, but I'm leaving. <laughs> but with uh, Malik, all he did was he, he posted, you know, just in plain text, I'll be entering the transfer portal tomorrow or my name will be in the transfer portal tomorrow, something like that. And, uh, and then the next thing we know, he's, he's removed his name from the transfer portal. And I just remember, cause I've got a guy that, uh, that checks it out for me whenever I need it. And, um, uh, he was listed as uh, having withdrawn his name, so that's that's how that played out. And obviously, he did withdraw because he's been out there practicing. So yeah. I think it's safe to say that he is back with the team. Okay, now Kurt was with us a moment ago, and for some reason we lost the connection. So I'm 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 only going to give a half if he's still there. Kurt, are you there this time? Yes, I am there this time. Okay. So I get uh, – that's only half of a phone call, Trey. Uh, I don't know. Dropped. Well, I think we may have to uh, run that up the chain of command and get an official word on that. <laughs> Kurt, you have well, a question or no, comment I, for Trey? Well, uh, I apologize on the front end. I had called when the previous guest was on, and I had a basketball question. Well, I, I didn't want to interrupt the flow with Trey uh, about basketball. So then when I called back, uh, to ask if Pat Bradley was on later. Uh, we he was on last he night. On today? He was on we last, had Pat night. last night. And Trey Vitti is very capable of answering basketball questions. Okay. Well, great. Maybe not so on. much in recruiting, but he answers. He's, he goes to the He sees the games, yeah. Well, this is Everyone what I asked you guys about last week. And I am collecting opinions because I don't know that I can do anything about it, but I, I'm trying to figure out some of you smarter guys and more experienced guys about these things. And my question, basically, I called late yesterday, tried to talk to Shooter, but I called late and we had, we had to cut the show off, which cut me off. So basically what I'm calling about is this thing of how everybody focuses on seeding for the tournament, whereas my concern is that there seems to be uh, no consideration for geographic proximity where they're yeah. sent to play and yeah. this year's mm-hmm. typical because uh we sent to buffalo and yeah. i don't know how many fans we'll have but i don't think very many no my point is is that it it must be that no thought is put into it by the selection committee because you've got a lower seed vermont within five mile i mean five miles five hour drive of buffalo Yep. And then our next opponent, UConn, is within a six-hour drive. Yeah, right. Well, if you're getting rewarded, yep. don't worry about the seed so much. Worry about, gee, maybe the fans could actually have a chance to come to this game. And I don't understand why the selection committee doesn't put, apparently, much thought into that. We're not the only four or five seed that got, got jobbed and sent to a distant location. So it's not just Arkansas, but... Uh, I'm calling earlier so I can hear you guys' thoughts on it, yours and Craig. I mean, I think they're going to take into consideration that for the one seeds, but everybody else just kind of falls where they may. And and some of the twos, yeah, like Duke got a heck of a good geographic line, and maybe that was because it's Coach K's last year. But he he makes the point point that Arkansas playing Vermont – I don't know what Vermont draws for a home basketball game, but they can all go 3, to 3,200 okay, well, their capacity. All 3,200 of them can go to Buffalo because they're not that far away. 
And they're a 13 seed, and Arkansas is a four and won't have hardly anybody there. All right, Dre, hang on. We got one more segment with you. Hang tight. And we'll get mm-hmm. your thoughts on that uh, same point or question a moment ago. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Again, joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service. Drive Time Sports will continue. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Once again, joined by... Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. And Trey, we were talking... Well, Rick was talking. And Kurt was talking. About the seatings and... This has to be as bizarre, and Rick, you may can, uh, you know, come up with some place or uh, otherwise that could be as far apart if Arkansas moves on to at least the Sweet 16, and that is from Buffalo, New York, to San Francisco, California. I mean, this makes zero since why they don't go to a regional type of pod i i realize they're making a billion plus dollars the ncaa is off this tournament so if they go ahead and pay for arkansas fly all the way to buffalo then fly them all the way out to california no big deal there's gonna be a better way that money could be spent though but anyway um you have any thoughts on that no, I, just, I think that they just try to accommodate the, the highest seeds. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, maybe that means Arkansas is the fourth four seed. And they've given uh, Gonzaga, since they're the number one overall, that they're giving them the, the easiest road that they can. I, mean, I still think, you know, from just looking at the names, it looks like a pretty intense bracket. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from a proximity standpoint, there's no question that Arkansas is at a bit of a disadvantage in terms of, you know, if you want to, if you want. Oops, where'd he go? You know, Randy, there may He's need to be. still there, but, uh, but oh, that doesn't mean he wouldn't disconnect him. There's no rhyme or reason to what the NCAA does. I'm, I'm thinking all the way back. Okay, in 1977, Arkansas went to the NCAA for the first time in 19 years. The Razorbacks were 26-1, and so they were really good. They sent them to Norman, Oklahoma. Very, very close. In 1978... They were better. They they won uh, what twenty eight or twenty nine regular season games, and they sent them to Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> but at least everything was kind of geographic. You went from Eugene, Oregon, to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then from there the Final Four was in St. Louis. So you can get sent anywhere, but but yeah, you know why wouldn't you give some geographic? Why wouldn't you send to Arkansas to to Fort Worth? And at least give their fans some chance to, to see them play. Uh, it, Indianapolis is anything's closer than Buffalo. Sure. Well, you go back to '94. Arkansas started off in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. City. That's right. Then went to Dallas, right. and then from there to but, Charlotte. But they were either then, they were a one seed then or one or a two. So yeah. But then the next year, that. 
Arkansas starts in Austin, yeah, ends up in Kansas City, which yeah. again, both of those were reasonable, right, and uh, then on to Seattle, right. But there is no rhyme or reason. Yeah. I mean, this this just just no. does not make sense. No, you fly to Buffalo, you come home, and if you win to, you, you get on a plane and fly to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Trey, switching, switching back to uh, your observations, uh, we haven't talked much, and that is about the newcomers. Uh, mm-hmm. Those, what, 16 that uh, enrolled at semester. Now, I'm, I may need to revise that number yeah. down. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, strictly you, the you high school 16, players. 16 freshmen, okay. scholarship freshmen. There's two other walk-ons, so 18. Uh, total from the, the high school ranks, and then what five transfer additions? Yeah. So I was thinking yeah, primarily the high school. Twenty-one scholarship. I was thinking primarily the high school kids. Yeah, yeah. I talked a little bit about DeBinion and, and James Joyner. Um, you know how both of them, how DeBinion was bigger than I'd actually given him credit for yesterday. Just seen him a little bit closer, and uh, Joyner is not quite as big as Rocket Sanders, but. You know, it's pretty close. You know, he's mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than I, I'd remembered him. Um, let me think uh, where to start on that. Uh, they had Anthony Brown working at middle safety today. Uh, Jalen Lewis was working some nickel, uh, the two D-backs from Tennessee. And um, let's see, offensive line, I mean, Marion Harris is just absolutely humongous. Six seven, three hundred and what sixty-two. I believe what he's listed at. Yeah. I mean, he is just—he is just huge. He's been working some right tackle, working a little right guard today. I just saw him at right tackle, uh, working with the second and third groups at right tackle. So uh, yesterday he was working second team right guard and third team right tackle. I believe that's right. Maybe it's the other way around. But he's a really big dude. Andrew Shambly is also really big, but he's not as big as as those other guys. I mean, he's six six three eleven. Looks like a prototypical left tackle. Looks like he's been in college for a little bit. And um, let's see, Kate Fortin at quarterback, the walk-on transfer from USF. Um, he's he's had a couple of nice balls that he's thrown out there. He was, you know, he's getting uh, increased work because Malik Hornsby is out. Uh, Tyrus Washington, as I mentioned yesterday, with him, the first thing I was wondering, I was like, who's number eight? Because um, he looks really good. I mean, put together really well. Um, Dwight McLeathern also put together really well on the other side of the ball at cornerback. I'd give him all a 6'2", 182, I think is what he's listed at. He's he's pretty big dude. Uh, Latavius Brini, too, I mean, 6'2", 211. I'd say that's probably pretty accurate for him, too. So um, some big additions with this group. And um, Hollingsworth, I think, he, to me, he's you know broader, shouldered, bigger guy than I expected him to be also. Um Landon Jackson has not been practicing, uh, but, uh, you know, he's he obviously looks the part. Quincy McAdoo was out there practicing today. I did not see him practicing yesterday, but he was out there doing some stuff today. Uh, I just watched him in a few – I wouldn't say I watched him enough to, to have a real strong take on, on what I thought of him. Um, I don't know. I'm naming all these off the top of my head, Randy, so I'm sure I'm – You're I'm doing good so far. You're doing good so far. I'm trying to keep up. Yeah, linebacker Drew Sanders looks like 6'5", 232. I mean, 
He's uh, he's athletic. He moves well. Uh, Marco Avant, by the way, he's not a freshman, but he's a guy that's been banged up. He was out there moving well again today. I mean, he's been banged up since really the first practice the last spring. Um, so uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. Um, trying to think of other players that I might Caden be. Caden oh, Henley, Jordan, the linebacker. Caden Henley and Jordan Crook, yeah. Caden, uh, I, I would say he probably is about 6'2", like he's listed. Um you know, moves around well. I, I really like the looks of Jordan Crook, though. I mean, he's not quite as tall, but, man, he's really put together well. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that the first guy that he reminded me of that jumped in my head was Jamel Harris, who played, uh, I think, up until 99. I think that was his last year. Um, let's see. Jaden Hazelwood obviously looks the part. 6'3", 211. I'd say that's probably accurate on his height and weight. McKinley really Williams. Well. McKinley Williams. Yes, you've got him. Yeah. As running number he's a returning three player with a nickelback. Yeah, he was working. Okay. He's the okay. linebacker, but he was working. He was working uh, today at middle safety today. Okay. But he's a he's a returning player, um, non scholarship. Just didn't recognize the name. Uh, let's see. I think you've touched on most. Trey, is I feel this? Like I'm, Got pretty close. Oh, Eli yeah. Henderson. I, I haven't seen him just a whole lot, uh, but he's been working at I think third group center. Is this the case that we might actually see some true freshman push for some playing time in the offensive line? You've been mentioning E. Marion Harris. Um, I mean, could this be the case where we're going to see? Uh, maybe a true freshman, actually, maybe number two. It's pretty time. early. It's pretty early, but I, I think they really like Marion Harris, and they like Andrew Chambly there too. Um, but I think, you know, as a left tackle, it might be a little bit longer um, for him to come along. But Marion's just so big. I, I don't know that you're going to see them take a starting spot, but we might see them get in the game every once in a while or something. I mean, it is four returning starters up front, so pretty stiff competition. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.